You're listening to the BU Hockey Show on WTBU Sports. Welcome to the Gabe Shabbat, Nick Zabine, Jesse DeVito <laughs> episode wow. of the BU Hockey Show. I'm Patrick Donnelly alongside Brady Gardner. And Brady, it was a much improved weekend. We needed was, that weekend. I mean, Boy, did we need that weekend get, across all of BU hockey. Gabe Shabbat off the start of the show. I don't think it gets any better than that. No, that me- instantly means it's going to be a good show. You got any uh, any sound effects on that board? Like um, like a, no, no, no. Like a, you know, like the, the sky is opening. The birds are chirping. Like uh, This is a real guess got? on which of no, these. No, I know. Just, just hit a button. No, nope, no, that's no. not it. Nope, no. not it. Nope. Oh, we're closer. Oh. Oh, my gosh. And that's you how open the I show felt. With, you open the show with Gabe Shabbat, and it's instantly. <sighs> Wait a minute. Case McCarthy from the slot. What'd you get? What is it? No, no, I hit that one. Yeah, this one. Case McCarthy. No, I was saying Case McCarthy from the slot. It's. It was. Man, that's a wow. That's some aggressive applause. That one's hurting my eardrums there. I mean, it's I mean the it was what just they want. the skies opened, like sunshine rained in, and it was just a beautiful time. Even, you know. UMass goes up 2-1 at Aganis on Friday Mm -hmm. as we pretty much just jump into the recap. But then you come back to tie it. I don't remember. I can't recall who scored for BU. Um, I know Case McCarthy, the first goal of the game for BU. What a a streak he's been on. Four Um, goals in five games. He's your second leading scorer. Yeah. Case McCarthy. The dude had two goals before the season, right? Yeah. Bonkers. Good for him. It was Case who tied it. Oh, Um, who scored first for BU? Oh, Reed Lebster. Scored for UMass, and then so McCarthy, did, uh, then Garrett Wheat. Yes. That was all in the first period, and then Dylan Peterson tied it up in the second. That was the final score. Yeah, two, so two. I meant yeah, I meant Dylan Peterson tied it up two yeah. two. Um but Peterson ties it, that's when the skies kinda open and like And you realize things are different. And you see like for most of the game, I was at the at Walter Brown for most of the men's game, but I got there for pretty much the entire third period, and they outplayed UMass for was, the, for the entire weekend, for most of the weekend. After the first five minutes where it was all in your zone and you were like, man, this is going to be a long weekend, you dominated UMass for the next 120 minutes, including five minutes overtime, 125 minutes. Not Maybe not dominated. But 130. You, they went to overtime twice. I guess so. Jeez. But you took it to them. Yes. Like you were you took it to either 50 50 with them or better against number 10 in the nation or whatever they are now, number eight. Eight, nine. Um, I haven't yeah, seen eight, a poll nine. today. Reigning that, national that, champion. That could have changed today. We Let's said, check. look out. Here comes the floor. Uh, you know, you're coming all the way down. But no. Still eight came in the USCHL poll. As of today. As of today. Yeah, okay. Uh, and let's you check played the right USA with them. Today one. That's a little less forgiving. While you're doing that, I mean, we said it. We should have said it on the podcast because we would have looked really smart. But we said it to ourselves. This is a team who, for years I th- now, I think we said. I think we said it last week. For or maybe yeah. we didn't. You definitely tried to say it. Probably, Mister Optimist. Yeah. For or at least as far as BU hockey goes, it's kind of the flip around for Boston sports. Jeez, um, <laughs> oh, unrelated. Go ahead. But anyways, um, I feel like I don't know if we mentioned it on air, but we definitely talked about it at length last week. That mm-hmm. for as much and for as long as we've been here. For as much as this team plays down to their competition, they seem to play up to their, to their competition. That's the general theme that gave you a little bit of hope. They moved up in the USA Today poll. UMass did? Yeah, number 8-8. Eight, eight. I'm telling you, BU still has poll somewhere. <laughs> the fact that Northern Michigan goes up last week after beating BU team that couldn't get wins to start the season, and now UMass goes up after taking 
One point. BU receiving three votes. One more than three last votes. week. Three votes. Here we go. We're back. <laughs> Not quite. But yeah, they're just a team that in previous years, and now as it seems at least to start this year, they're playing to their opponents. Like when they have to turn it on, they can. And it was by far the best two games that they've played all season this past weekend. And it was like you finally turned something. You, you Something clicked, and it worked. And I don't know what it was, though. That's the scary thing. <laughs> it's just like, well, yeah, your lineup didn't it, change much. You got Jay O'Brien back. Yeah, which right? is huge. It like, is he, huge. He's such a driver of offense for that team. Like, we saw it last yeah. year. just kind of completely changed the complexion of what they can do, especially off the rush, where he's not the prettiest skater by any means. But yeah, just he has... Again, nothing really stands out about his individual tools, but they all complement each other. He does everything well enough yeah. to be able to probably be your best offensive player. So you got Joe Bryan back. You had probably the best weekend of the season for Drew Comesso, even though BU outshot the, the Minutemen. A lot of quality saves from Comesso. That yeah, kept especially on Saturday. Quality over right. quantity on Saturday. For sure. So maybe between those things, it kind of set you up for success. But yeah, there were a lot of guys who... You know, you, you had pretty similar lines to the, the past. You had pretty similar, um, you know, D pairs. Like, it's not like you changed the personnel all that much. And it was just a different looking team. Yeah, especially on Saturday. Um, I was down at ice level a lot for photos, obviously. Um, yeah, check them out. But, Mr. Big Time on the BU Men's well, Hockey Twitter. So, so well, yeah, the, no, nobody from BU Athletics, aside from Allie, the communications intern, travels for games. So they're there kind of go. doing it all by committee for photos. And I say, hey, if you need it, I'll send whatever you need. Yeah, so we had the colored shirt on. He breaks it open. He's Superman. Oh, my God. It was hot as hell in the mall. Put his cape on. That's not what I wasn't saying literally. Oh, I, well, I thought but you said Superman like. Superman cape coming on. I got you I covered, running, It looked like I was like just short sleeving it around Mullen Center. It was no, it crazy. Was it was hot. 90 degrees in it there. Was, like even at ice level, it was sweltering. That place is a dungeon. Yeah, like I actually, I liked it. I, it was the concourses were really weird and bad. Like getting around a corner, like just it's so all tight. brick. You got to go through like doors just to yeah, get you into have the to seating open bowl. Open the doors to get to the seating bowl. Those doors should be open. It is a dungeon. It's, it's ninety degrees in there in a hockey arena. It's weird. I did enjoy it though, well, for first time. Thank God Aside, they won. Well, yeah, probably the thank result God they won. <laughs> um, the no. lighting, the lighting was decent. Well, for a photographer, yeah, yeah. But for me, being all the way up at the press box, the Row Z at oh, yeah. the very top, no Wi-Fi, oh, no the Wi-Fi service. Was Maybe as bad as Merrimax. But at least we got out of there with a win, and the best yes. win of the season. We, there haven't been that many, but I would say certainly the best win of the season. Yes, and briefly on the photos, mm. if you're going through the gallery, it's kind of night and day between the first period at ice level and the third period at ice level. Really? So I got the photo hole in the third period. Oh, um, because when you're shooting through glass, not to get very technical it's too late but the lens i was using not great shooting through glass because at a certain focal length it gets blurry just because that's what the glass does and so it's kind of it makes it very hard to shoot through glass but you get the photo hole nice and sharp anyways being down at ice level like the forechecking effort it was probably the most effective i've I've ever seen be used forecheck yeah um at least within a year um, Two game changers: four checking and winning faceoffs. Like, yeah, you're you're they want a finally, billion faceoffs. You're finally winning faceoffs for once. And even at the end of the game, you're rolling out like Skoog one time, and then Zabane one time, and then Stevens, and they're all winning faceoffs. Yeah, it's great. Um, but especially Skoog, especially on the four check. Yeah, like those, like I can't quite pinpoint it exactly, but Skoog's line with Master Simone and O'Brien. Um, yeah, like. I believe that was the combination by the end of the game on on Saturday. But 
the foot speed with Master Simone and O'Brien, Skoog's bigger body, like the puck retrieval there. Even Ethan Phillips, who's not the biggest guy, but he's fast, he's shifty. Like the puck retrieval on Saturday was noticeably improved. Mm-hmm. And keep like for as much as in the um kind of in the second and the beginning of the third, UMass had a lot of sustained pressure, but not a lot of chances. Again, that's that's quality over quantity for Comesso there. Um BU had that for most of the first and most of the third. And it was all puck retrieval. You're keeping yeah. play you're keeping shifts align align in alive in the offensive zone for 30, 40, a minute at a time because you're just the the D's are activating coming down the wall making those plays on the cycle. You're able to dump it in and get guys first on it or at least making life difficult for UMass on the breakout, which hasn't happened like through how many games is this? 10, 12? Yeah, um, 11. Uh, yeah, 12, yeah. Yeah, you can probably say that's happened for eight or nine of them. Yeah. What I like going off of that, I guess, you just had people playing to their strengths. Where, like you said, that O'Brien, Master Simone, Skoog line, they have that kind of size, but also that combination of speed and obviously great shooting, and they use that to full effect. Or guys like Dylan Peterson with that equalizer in the first game just get to the net and, uh, you know, make a play up close. Or, you know, Zabonet and Phillips flying around on Saturday both had some awesome chances just by using their speed and taking shots. Like, you had everybody kind of knowing their role, it felt like, for the first time in probably this season, and over you, this weekend. And, and plus, even then... There were still a decent amount of plays that you're like, you got to shoot there instead of yeah. trying to make the extra pass or yeah. the extra dangle. But especially on Saturday, where you have O'Brien a, re- a shot from range on both the first two goals, you know, Skoog redirects it on the second one, the first one, it finds a hole. And then the third goal, it's you get a shot to the front. Murray can't control the rebound. You're banging away at it. Ty Gallagher's there. And then the overtime, Case McCarthy just firing a one timer. Yep. Good things happen when you shoot the puck. Yeah. It's the same same thing for the Bruins last night. Shoot the puck <laughs> and good things will happen. We know all the talent you have. We know all the offensive skill you have. This applies to both teams here. Um, be a woman. Shoot. <laughs> be a woman. Be you men. The Boston Bruins. All three. Shoot the puck. Trifecta. Don't do not. You're, like, you're trying to make. Albie doesn't say this enough. Um, this is a kind of the thing during the week for the Bruins. You're trying to make plays that most guys can't make. Mm. Shoot the puck. And they did. They it did. worked out. 34 shots in that game on Friday, out shooting UMass by, I think it was 11 or, or 9 or 11. I think it was 9. Um, so you outshot the Minutemen, and then you did it again on Saturday. Um, like you said, just that effort to shoot and the buy-in on that kind of game plan that we feel like we've been looking for for a very long time. Um, but yeah, let's see. So we had 29 shots on, uh, on Saturday, and then they had 23. So, yeah, it was a good effort. Uh, in terms of the shots on goal for BU. Um, Friday night, you know, you go to the shootout. Uh, I liked BU's chances in overtime for the most part, and uh, they had good chances. Tom Fensori probably could have ended it pretty close to um, the end of the overtime period. And then you go to the shootout, you feel good there too with Skoog and then Master Simone and then Fensori, but couldn't get it done. So it almost felt like, a, not, not like a loss, but like, man, it was right there for you and you didn't get it. So then thankfully on Saturday, you did get it done in overtime. Like you said, Case McCarthy. Um, your goal scorers, let's see, just going through. Uh, Jay O'Brien started off. Wilmer Skoog made it 2 nothing, And then UMass came back with three consecutive goals, including a shorthanded one where he took a penalty. So it was like, oh, there's BU again. <laughs> like, yeah. So that was kind of familiar to make it a 3-2 UMass at the time. And then Ty Gallagher ties it in the third period. Uh, nice little fight back right there, just about a minute and a half after, uh, after UMass scored. So good response. And then overtime, Case McCarthy wins it. 
So you got a lot of uh, scoring contributions up and down the lineup. Ty Gallagher is quickly rising up the power rankings of ties on this team. Yeah. And we were a little, like, at the start, you could see he was making the adjustment. And now I feel like he's comfortable. He knows, like, what he's doing. And he's making plays. Of the two freshman Ty Tylers, <laughs> oh. clearing away the best. It's so only a matter of time. So far. Boucher's still finding that footing. He's still working into the college game. I think he will. I think he has tools. Yeah, no, he, he does. But it's um, on on Saturday especially, you know, he takes that tripping penalty. And it's just, why is your stick there? Like, <laughs> like you're you're a big boy. You're 18, 19 years old. You've been playing hockey your entire life. You should know by now that that, that is poor stick positioning. Mm. And that's just going to be a, on this quick complaining of Tyler Boucher's seemingly token dumb penalty every game. Oh. Um and it it it's been it's gotten you a couple times this year. Yeah. Um, but it's nice but, you can point to individual things, not like team wide things. Yeah. After this weekend, so I guess that's good. He's coming along. He's we'll put, coming we'll along. Like that. Drew Comesso looked good. He had an awesome save in overtime to even get it to the possibility that McCarthy could win it. Um, so just an overall really uh really good weekend for BU. Climbing back up those standings, uh, I think, a little bit. Let, let me find out. Actually, that could be wrong. Oh, no, still in the basement. Uh, <laughs> eight games played, nine points, so only above New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. Yeah. Um, but also... In the playoff picture. Yeah, I mean, nine points is only... You're the eight seed. UMass is still in first, but they only have 14 points, right? So two wins or, or three, two. What do you have for a win? Two points? Three, uh, points. three. Three points. Okay, good. I don't know. We I we try to figure out, uh, me and James Garrison from the Boston Hockey Blog, try to figure out on Saturday um, because overtime rules have changed quite a bit yeah. in recent years. If you get full three points for an OT win or just two, in, in a shootout, it's definitely at least just it's just two. You get the extra point. But in overtime, it's the full three or just two. I want to say it's the full three. We oh should God. we should figure that out. We really got to figure that That's out. That's bad radio. <laughs> but as we're as we're sitting here supposing to be experts, you know, numbers are not a strong suit. But I can read fourteen, and I can read nine, and I can tell you that BU is just a I couple can read games what's a win away. and what isn't. Just a couple wins away from the top, so nothing to be worried about. The ship is back. You've okay righted it. it. Oh, in hockey East play for standings purposes. Yes, this is as of uh, October this year. Good. Um, regulation wins are three points, three on three overtime, or shootout wins are worth two points for the purposes of the extra point. Shootout losses are worth one point. Okay, so that makes sense because BU has nine points, which is three wins, which are worth two each, right? Three each. Wins are three. Overtime wins. I don't. Are I, two. I don't know. If they have three wins. Then that would be nine points itself. But you also had an overtime loss. Uh, yeah, overtime. No shootout so, loss. So you get so. the three, three, two, and a one. You have two regulation wins, one overtime win, one shootout loss. That gets you one point. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, so the tie is the. Th- I, yeah, I, I math. See. The BU Mathing, math show. The BU math show. Let's move on quickly, please. Women's um, team. Yeah, women's team. Go for it. Unless you have a fl- final thought on the men's. I don't think so. Just like I said, right the ship um, against the flagship. Title potential, eh, probably not. But, yeah, really happy with it. Feels like you're in a good position going into Northeastern this weekend, which we'll probably get to in a minute. Yes, we will. BU Women's Hockey. Oh, man, Thursday was bad. Um, yeah. You lose for the first time ever against Holy Cross. Madison Beck, a sophomore, a sophomore gets her first win ever. She wasn't the story, though. No, she wasn't. That's and her thing. first collegiate shutout. You didn't get goalied. 
No. That's a reoccurring theme on this show. Did you get goalied? Did you not get goalied? No, you didn't get goalied. Just just couldn't get I mean, Madison enough. Beck made 29 saves. Yeah, okay. Kate Stewart made 18. I guess, so that's not ridiculous, that margin. But you get shut out with 29 shots. Yeah. But I never felt like, and I, I had it on, I didn't watch every single second, but I listened to every second, and it never really felt like you were like, right on the doorstep, it's inevitable. I don't know. It felt disjointed. Yeah, well, it would be lovely, again, if we had heat maps for college hockey. Yeah. Um, But Friday, or Thursday, again, this is the weird Thursday-Friday week for BU women. Um, Thursday, you get shut out, and then you're shut out through the first two periods of Friday. It was kind of the same story against UConn last weekend, where you're just, you have nothing going as far as struggling offense, or some. Eh? Um, I got nothing here. You're on your own. Creating offense, I guess. That's I, that's not the exact phrase I was looking for. But generating offense, ah. generating chances. You're just not really getting much of that. And, you know, not a whole lot of, like, you get a lot of shots. Are they the most quality looks? Who's to say? Especially on Saturday, you're missing the net a lot, which DeRocher kind of harped on after uh, Saturday's loss, or last Saturday's shutout to UConn, one nothing, where you're getting looks, but they're not on net. So they basically Doesn't mean not, they don't, yeah, they mean, Diddly. F all. Diddly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was kind of a reoccurring theme. They had a that little losing streak there. Three games, right? Those two against Yeah, UConn. you snap a three-game losing streak yeah. after. And that to that point, you know, you have a... You'd only scored from October 29th through the second period of Friday. You'd only scored four goals. Right. In the well-ran dry. In you were five and in five and two thirds games, you were scoring goals. like crazy to start the season. Yeah, like the entire offense was clicking, everything was great, and then you just came up cold. And when it's cold, oh, it's, it's really cold. cold. It was real cold. It's kind of like last year when, or yeah, if Jesse Comfer didn't produce. Yeah, I mean, there's still, I guess, any lineup is capable of that. Like if it all goes wrong at the same time, but yeah, you just like it was that especially re- it was ice cold. It was weird, like how quickly that turned. But yeah. thankfully, it also quickly turned in the other direction. Yeah, and it was again great to see who got involved here. McKenna Parker having a phenomenal year. After we were talking about, can she replicate what she did her freshman year? Again, not playing with the with the generational coll- collegiate players like a Sammy Davis or a Jesse Comfer, but playing still playing with quality teammates. And here she is. Beating already beating her goal total from last year, um, and her point total, and you get again quality production from Fulem on the game winning goal. She's having as for as much as the offense has struggled, she's having a pretty good run lately as far as being one of the few players to create chances. Yeah, and then other than that, it's supporting cast of Courtney Korea, Ellie, or Ellie Larson, her first assist, second Woo. point of the season. All right. Um, on the uh, <laughs> the Claire O'Leary uh, book of hot streaks, she's right on one, <laughs> right? Did you say uh, yeah. last week? By the way, last week, episode nine, uh, Logan Cockrell and Claire O'Leary. We forgot Correct. about that last week. But, yeah. And Abby Cook. <sighs> and Jack Cook. Eichel. Whoa. Um, yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah, Claire O'Leary, two, two assists in one well, game. She's so, on fire. But, yeah, Ellie Larson now. Well, I, bl- I, see her I just blended Claire O'Leary and Lacey Martin together. Last week. Mix them up. Clacio Martin. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh, really? Um, oh, 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 really? Anyways, 
Also, Callie Shanahan getting the start on Friday. Yeah, that was interesting. Played um, very well. And I, I don't think there was anything wrong with Stewart. No. Although, it, it, you give Shana, up 20 Shanahan shots. also hadn't played in like three weeks. What was it? Two goals on 20 shots against Holy Cross. Yeah. yeah like, those numbers, I didn't see them. I didn't. I don't remember the goals, actually. Uh, no, I remember a couple of them. Not a ton she could do. Um, but, it, yeah, you feel like you would ride your best goalie into a game that you probably definitely need to win. But like you said, instead, you give Shanahan her first look in a few weeks, and she was right up for the up to the task. That was Shanahan's first game since October 2nd. That wasn't the exhibition, was it? No. No, no the first game of the season. She right? played the you, first you two games of the season because Kate Stewart was hurt. Right, so Stewart um, went from there. But it's nice to know that you have a capable backup there that you yeah, can turn over to. over a month. Because we weren't sure over about a month. that. Didn't really know much about her going in. You thought it was kind of just Stewart and nothing else after going with Schroeder and Stewart for years now. But no, you have Shanahan to turn to, and whatever... Maybe if that flicked a switch or something in the team, it worked. Yeah, we also talked about on the broadcast um, just Brian DeRocher getting goalie after goalie through the system. Goaltend at bu.edu. Sure. That's his, that, literally that, that's his thing. That's his email. The guy gets goalies. The guy. Well, he was, was a goalie. goalie. He's a great goalie. He won a bean pot in a national championship sure with did. Jimmy Craig, 50-50 split yeah. in the net his senior year. Brian DeRocher for 1980 Olympic recognition. Seriously. He should have, man. I gotta ask him more about that. Yeah. Um, good to see Shanahan get that win there. Uh what do you do this weekend? Because you have Maine, the first game on Friday, and then you have B C on Sunday. What do you do for goalies? I think it would be weird to go Shanahan and have Stewart well over a week coming into B C because there's it's no question Stewart's playing against B C. Um for think me. So? Think so? For me it's no question. What if you play Stewart against Maine and it's ugly like it was the first game this weekend? Right, I think it's Stewart's third this weekend. I think so too, especially because you especially have the you day. Have the, off. You, have, you, have, you have the day. Right, you've got Maine, who coming in this year they're four eight and one so far. Eat a couple um, of best shot in the conference. They did just stop the ice bus, the the the, the women's ice bus, yes. women's hockey. Uh, they beat UConn one nothing. Lauren Porter, little shut piece, I believe, and uh, yeah, and then uh, they beat UConn again in a shootout. It was. Uh, yeah, 4-4 four, four through regulation. Wow, barn burner. So, yeah, they just had a great weekend against UConn. And now you're headed up to Orono for one game. And so guess who's leading the team in goals? And it's not even close. Kupla. Ida Kupla has yeah. 10. The next closest is 3. She has, yeah. 10, she has 10 goals in lead. 16 games. That might lead anyone anywhere. Might might lead the conference. Maybe even, the, maybe even the country. Maybe. Fifty. Yeah. 10 goals, 5 assists, 15 points in 16 games. Just Talk about a Jake DeBrusque stat line. A little bit of that UConn mold, although probably with a better goalie. Um, but you, you got to keep an eye out for the Stars, that kind of thing. And otherwise, they'll play the system. Yeah, I mean, they don't have, like, the pass of Teresa Vanashova, who can do it all up the middle. Yeah. Like, Kupala's kind of their really, like, the real goal-scoring 10-bell threat. Yeah. But all right, watch for her. Hockeyist MVP candidate, Hockeyist co MVP candidate. Oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then you have Boston but College oh, Hockeyist yeah. co best shot in the league candidate. Yeah, far and away the best wrist shot in the league. Maybe on both sides of the puck. Well, another one might be Hannah Bilka at BC. Seven and four are the Eagles coming in after uh, a win over Providence in overtime uh, to split the series there because they lost the first game. They also lost a. Number 10, Harvard before that, and number 6, Northeastern, twice before that. So a little bit of a cold streak, although against really good opponents for the Eagles. They've got Holy Cross Friday and then BU Sunday. That's at... Uh, sure do. Is that here? That's a home game. 
right? Yeah. No. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's at Walter Brown. Be there. What else? Or be square. Or be you. Or BC. All right. Men's team, you think? Northeastern this weekend. Northeastern. This is kind of a... This might be a bigger test than UMass. It's what? P- it's put up or shut up time for this team. Well, yeah, you got to show that it wasn't just one week. Well, exactly. Not That's what I meant. That you just got excited to play the national champions. Yeah. You should get excited to play Northeastern, too. But you're right. Like, it's not a team with uh, that. A team, the uh, last time you played yeah. them, yeah, you got embarrassed, not embarrassed, but you got the bean pot stolen from you. Yeah. I was going to say, there's not a lot a team, of players on this team that were there. Not a team with the recent accomplishments, but no, they definitely do have the recent accomplishments, and they have them over you. Beat so you especially, in the final, they've knocking owned you, out of, you when it mattered. Knocking you out of Hockey East. Yeah, they have recently. At they've TD Garden. owned you. Thankfully, these games aren't going to be at the Garden, although you might see them in February. Who knows? But yeah, Northeastern's had your number recently. They're 8-4 this year, so they're having a good season. Uh, most recently, they lost to UMass Lowell 2-1 in overtime when they played four games in a week. So that was a... They did beat Harvard, by the way, 2-1, that game we talked about a couple weeks ago. So they've got some uh, impressive wins on the list. That win against Harvard was the fifth in a row for them before that most recent loss in overtime against the Riverhawks. So very good team. Like you said, it is a test. Can you keep it going here? Was it a one weekend? What was the anomaly? You know, was it the start to the season? And No, now you're back. Was or- it the four-game win streak, or was it looking like a comp- competent team against a good team? Who are you talking about there? BU. We've got a four-game win streak? I meant four-game oh, losing oh, streak. Oh, okay. Four I game, got excited for a second. Four-game losing streak. Five-game winless streak if you, you're counting yes. the tie on Friday. Who are you? And if they put up a fight against Northeastern and then you ride that into red-hot hockey, I think it could do a lot of good. I agree. Yeah. So there you have that on the men's men's team. What time are those games? Uh, 7.30 on Friday. I don't understand these weird 7.30 starts at Aganis lately. Um, especially considering there's no other home game, unless there's a basketball game. I think it's a on. it's like a city thing, like people trying to get out of work at five o'clock and then they got to drive into the city for seven thirty. It's weird. It is weird. I don't quite get it, especially when your Saturday games are then seven. So yeah, seven thirty on Friday, seven on Saturday at Matthews. That game on SN Plus. So there you have it, and that'll lead you into yeah, Cornell Red Hot Hockey. So pretty big weekend here for BU. Yeah, there's no, a nice weekend. there's no other events at BU on Friday. Nothing? Um, right. Well, they're swimming and diving at 6, but... Oh, be pre- there. Terrier Invitational. Oh, pre- that's big. Prelims, 10 a.m., finals at 6. Yeah, that's big. Maybe that's why it's 7.30. Maybe. All the people coming over from swimming and diving. Yeah. All righty. Uh, other notes around college hockey. You got anything top of the mind? Uh, I remember I saw a comment in the USCHL poll. How is five lost Minnesota still ranked in Minnesota seventh? Oh my god! So it's going to take a lot to drop them out. But they're of the teams in the top ten. They have far and away the most losses, and they're tied with BC and Providence as the teams that are ranked with the most losses, each with five. Wow! No one else is more than three or four. Must be very. High There's only forward. one other team with four or two. It's yeah. Northeastern and Bemidji State. And Western Michigan, so I was I was wrong. All righty. Um, I'm trying to find the poll here too. Was uh, I've been impressed with Ohio State, and they just had a good weekend, I believe, against Minnesota. Although I think they might have lost their most recent game, but I don't think we expe- expected uh, Ohio State and former Terriers, uh, Jake Wise, Mark Chiarometta, and Dom Vidoli. Right? Isn't he still there? I gotta find out. What do you I... know about Ohio State? Yeah, 
Dominic Vidoli. He's yes. still their junior defenseman. He's a junior? Yeah. COVID junior or just a junior junior? Probably 100% has to be a COVID junior. It has to be. That dude's like 30. And it was like, um, oh, who was the guy in Northern Michigan that was here for a semester or a year? And nobody, I don't even remember him. I forget his name now. It's oh, like Crone. It Mark Crone. Yes. I think it's Mark Crone. But a year here, left to go back to the USC, USHL. Mm-hmm. Lit it up. And then really hasn't done a whole so lot in college. I again. guess that's but. what Chiarometta did too. Because he's a junior as well. Right? Didn't he go BU, USC? Yeah. Or USC he, he was here for a semester. <laughs> not even like... Yeah. Not even a year. And Vidoli. Vidoli did like three games. Yeah. I mean, you could have told me... Don Vidoli was never at BU, and I would have believed you. Yeah. Hey, they have an O'Connell as well. Probably of no relation. He's from Ontario. Uh, so, yeah, Ohio State's been a team just kind of on the radar because I think they've been better than people expected. There's your national note. Um, oh, we didn't go. I didn't say the women's hockey standings. Well, I better. Let's see, BU's still second. <laughs> BU has 19 points in 11 games. Northeastern has 29 points in 12 games. But at least you beat them. You got that tiebreaker if it ends up mattering. Yep. You're already 10 points down. How is that possible? They have two losses. The Huskies do. Um, but BU at 19 points. Then UConn at 18 in nine games. So chances are they'll be able to uh, surpass BU by the time they get to 11 played. Wait, what are we looking at right now? Women's hockey standings. Oh. Yeah. BC 14 points in eight games. Merrimack 13 and 10. New Hampshire 12 and 10. Uh, and then Providence. So Providence. I mean, nobody's catching the, Northeastern. Providence with the case of the, the BU men's a little bit. Kind of a slow start out of the gates. But still, I guess it's a race for second, like we always say. But still uh, respectable. Yeah, race for second and third. It, it will be as long as. Yep. Kind of how it goes. Yep. Who's Northeastern's other loss? They've only allowed them? 11 goals. Northeastern lost to BU and Providence. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. They've only allowed how many? 11 goals. That's Abstreeter and all that? No, no, Northeastern. Oh, Northeastern. Yeah. 37 goals for, far and away the most. 11 goals against. Yeah. You and say somehow, far and away the, again, the the least until you get to Providence and Vermont, which have somehow each allowed 12. Wow. A lot of low event games going on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Entertainment value. Um, what was? Oh, yeah. Northeastern has somehow slipped in the women's polls. They're number four now. Does that? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Have you seen that I mean, roster? I've seen that roster, but I've also seen them lose to BU, which isn't ranked. No, it's not terrible, though. You didn't play Frankel. A little bit of context here. You know? You're supposed to win. A little bit of context might have saved BU men's from falling from 10th to unranked. Some of the injuries. Although, yeah. Supposed to win. Injuries, smidgeries. You're supposed to at least play hard. Hmm. There you go. There's your lesson from the day from Coach Donnelly. (laughs) That's all I got, I think. (laughs) Uh, I don't think there's anything else on my mind in the world of college hockey. Nothing else really on my mind either. St. Cloud, number two. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, It's been great to see. Good for them. I've come around on St. Cloud. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's like. uh, That's that's great character development right there. They beat BU and you just like had to just offer yourself up to them. I just had to respect it. Yes. You just have to, at one point, you just have to join them. And that's kind of how we feel about St. Cloud. Yeah, it's been a good run for them until they inevitably choke it, but, yeah. <laughs> they almost didn't last year, but you knew they would. <laughs> it was coming. Like clockwork. <laughs> David Rennick, like clockwork. No. It's true. He's got a great story. He's a great goalie. 
oh, horrific man. numbers in the national tournament. <laughs> <laughs> horrific. Well, they knocked out BU and BC, so yeah. they won the bean pot. He's okay in my book. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, I think... Uh, We've reached that portion of the show. The player formerly known as Mouse You hit 30 <laughs> minutes, and it just goes off the rails. Yeah, pretty much. Cornell, that back up to 10. Okay. Harvard, 16. What? Harvard, 16. What did they do recently? Last poll, they were 10. They dropped six spots. Wait a minute. Okay, here we go. Oh, snap. <laughs> Alrighty, so we remember, right, Harvard hockey. Um, you Could win everything. You dominate Dartmouth, you dominate Brown, both exhibitions, then you get in, you dominate Dartmouth they again. They tie you beat, hey! and lose to Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> you ran off five thumpings, except for Cornell, which was a you know, real back and forth. It was a great character win, though. Character win, all massive statement wins to start the season. We know a thing or two about those. You just kind of fall off the cliff. Then you fell off. I mean, you lose to Northeastern in overtime on a Monday, and you lose to Clarkson 6-2 the following Friday. And St. Lawrence. Yeah, shootout, I mean, shootout win, but who cares? It's St. Lawrence. Although St. Lawrence, put some respect on it. They made the national tournament last year. Don't forget it. I mean. Uh, in an ECAC. They were like one of three, three ECAC teams. teams playing. Somebody had to make it. There were four <laughs> ECAC teams playing. Excuse you. One had to drop out of COVID. And then they won. Hey, we need somebody here. They won the playoffs of three teams, and then they got COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I guess there's not much respect for St. Lawrence these no, days. No, not at all. Considering a tie and a shootout win for Harvard over them, it just dropped them that far. St. Lawrence wasn't even receiving votes. Well, no. Clarkson receiving 21 votes. Michigan Tech, former Terrier Matt Corsia, and I believe I mean, the Huskies getting 41 votes. The Huskies? I think they're the Huskies. You're telling me or Matt Bulldog. Corsi, a lifelong BU guy, subjected himself to playing for the Huskies? I don't know what they are. Bulldogs, maybe? Oh, it's Huskies. I was right. It is Huskies. Oh, it's a dog. What are you doing, Matthew? It looks like the Northeastern Husky. The legendary John Scott played there. Whom? Oh. Oh, that guy that made the NHL All-Star game for no reason and then won the MVP just yeah. messing around. Six foot eight, you know. Wait a minute. They're getting votes. 41. They're 5 and 4. 41 votes. They beat Wisconsin twice. They beat Clarkson once. They split with Lake Superior. They split with Northern Michigan. What has this team done? Oh, it's only votes, though? 41 votes. That's a lot. I was going to say BU's done more than them. But they have more wins than BU. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and fewer ugly and, and who, who did they split with again? Uh, Clarkson, Lake Superior, Northern Michigan, three in a row. All right. Northern Michigan receiving votes, Lake Superior receiving votes, Clarkson receiving votes, Lake uh, Superior okay. and Wisconsin receiving votes. What about uh, Bemidji State? Bemidji State's 20th. And Ferris State? Ferris State. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, But Lake Superior and Bemidji both made the tournament last year. Well, Bemidji's coming up this weekend, so keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Clarkson and Northern Michigan are getting respect. Wisconsin's getting respect. So they're not beating pushovers here. Yeah. And probably the only reason they're not getting votes or they're not ranked in to this point is just votes is because it's it's the CCHA now, right? Yeah. One of the weaker conferences. Right. So. Got to prove it. Although Bemidji and Lake Superior did make a little bit of noise last year. Yeah. Well, there you go. Your national hockey talk. You're on the BU Hockey Show. I think that just about does it. Oh, I think it does. We're pushing uh, 35 plus right now. So. And we got some food to cook. Oh, 
Yeah, we do. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter. All the photos, all the writing, at PatTon12. Brady on Twitter. Literally everything in between. At Brady D. Garner. Hey, comment to us on Twitter. Yeah. Like we've got we got some DMs from Mike Coffee. Oh, I had like a specific like request. Oh, well yeah, like this weekend, Friday, oh. if you recall. Um Friday you host in Northeastern and it's the big Barnes and Noble, like get your jersey personalized night, thirty bucks for an existing jersey that you already oh, have. Yeah. Or free if you um buy a jersey either last game or this game, you can get the jersey personalized. Who would you put on your jersey? Immediate I have two, so the immediate reaction is like Jack Eichel and or Matt Grizzly. I think it's Jack easy, Eichel. It's too easy, though. Everybody's it's too, got those. It's too easy. So I, I would say Jack Eichel, and then it's pick of the litter. Sammy Davis, Jesse Comfort, Cam Crotty. Strong. Friend of the show, Cam Crotty. <laughs> this show? Of past lives of the show. Friends of the hosts. Somewhat. Um, yeah, I feel like you need... Like Gabe a, Shabbat, cult hero. Gabe Shabbat. Like Wilmer Skoog was a friend of the show at one point. Like, yeah, Gabe Shabbat. That's a good one. Pat Curry... Sam Tucker. Always a good guy. Sam Tucker. Oh, I miss you, Sam. Kareem Schroeder. Camesso's got a little Sam Tucker to him. No, he doesn't. Not even uh, close. Actually, no, he doesn't. No, right. <laughs> not. Vinny Duplassi Vinny on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, still and a it's not just the same number. Still a compliment. Uh, yeah, and the same equipment manufacturer, but nonetheless. If you're going to do... I feel like you, you can't just go cookie cutter like... Oh, yeah, give me Charlie McAvoy. It's like, well, no, everybody I already have is a McAvoy a, one. Uh, I'm not saying you, but like everybody's a Charlie McAvoy jersey. I like, think... You need something creative, like a Cam Crotty. Sammy like Davis. A, well, Sam, yeah. Jesse Davis Comfort. Works. Yeah, like a like a Bobo Carpenter, you know? Ty Monty, pre-33, number three. Just three? Or you could just, just get Ty Monty literally plastered on the back. A Mont three. That'd be good. Ty Mont three. Yeah. A lot of options. I hope the folks take advantage of that. Yeah, let us know. Shoot us a DM. Reply uh, to us on Twitter. What number? Brian DeRoche. I couldn't find what number DeRoche wore. I looked it up. What was uh, was Albie's number? Like 16 or something? Yeah, something weird. What do you mean weird? It's just like, I don't know. What was, uh? I mean, Parker's is retired, isn't it? Six. Six? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that'll be fun. I look forward to seeing what people do. I don't know if I'll do it. You could do a Chris Jury one. Yeah, but again, it's a big name. I yeah, but I, like I, feel like, I feel like Chris Drury doesn't get enough, or like yeah. at least like, I'm Not sure the people days. that were like around for the heyday of B- BU hockey and Chris Drury, like obviously give Pat or Chris Drury his due. Yeah. But I feel like our generation doesn't hear nearly enough about Chris Drury as they should. He there was you go. dominant. Yeah. Even if you just look at the box scores. But anyways. Go look at the box scores. Yeah. WTBU Sports <laughs> is at WTBU Sports. Yep. The site is sites.bu.edu slash WTBU slash sports. Again, reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know. Who would you do? Who should we do among those kind of cult favorites we just mentioned? Who do you want on the back of a jersey? Yes. Well, anyways, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.